0: Oh, did you start the thing?
2: <laughs> the show's starting, toss
0: Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help get us an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I'm an American citizen. I can interview anyone I want, and I plan to. But the Biden administration found out anyway by reading my emails.
1: What we've seen recently is QAnon followers as well going to these meetings, seeing this big public spectacle to take over these school boards over the next year.
3: The right-wing freak out machine! Oh, the black people are coming to get
1: you! We went...
4: For two reasons. One, to bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. We want to do with gun violence what we just did with COVID. Hi,
2: everyone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Hello. I am willing to lead a song here if you are all game. Happy birthday, dear C. Happy birthday
5: to you. All right. That is, um, I don't even know what to say about that. That was the most um, X-rated thing I think I saw today. Uh, the, the thing about, listen to this media. Not only does the press secretary sing happy birthday to a Reuters reporter, so he's a wire reporter. Uh, so that'll be disseminated in 100,000 different places. But listen to the welcome she gets when she walks into the room from the press. This is Jen Saki walking into the room with the press.
0: Hi, everyone.
5: Hello. Hey. Happy Thursday. Hello. Oh, hello. We're going to do our fun voices. Oh, it's another fun hangout. We get you to be with you for an hour, Jen. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey.
2: Happy Thursday. Ha, 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 ha.
5: Happy Thursday, she said. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. She did a little play on words. Happy Thursday. That was for us. That was for us to feel good. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Happy Thursday to you. Is it Thursday? Happy birthday? Ha-
2: I said happy me. Thursday. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I did hear it was Steve Holland's 29th birthday.
5: <laughs> His 29th? Ah. My goodness, he's far older than that. The joke is that he's 29 again, you know, because... Wink, you, wink. Yep, yeah, because Steve, we know he's actually 74, but it's a very original joke for Gen Z And the... The crowd here, the audience, which is what they are, they are both falling down in their seats, falling sideways, holding their guts, laughing. Oh my God, Jen, you hear that joke? They are so over the top thrilled and um, stimulated by her. My goodness. Hi, everyone. Happy third. Hi. She just looked at me when she said that. No, she looked at me. No, she was looking at me. No, totally. No, she was. So,
2: happy 29th birthday. I'm a terrible singer, but I am willing to lead a song here. Why are they laughing? (laughs) You're going to be overmodulated. Are you serious?
5: Do you hear these whores? Seriously.
2: (laughs) It's insane. I mean... Do
5: you hear them laughing? (laughs) Yeah,
2: I heard them laughing. I did. I mean, I... Yeah, it's a little like no, not it's not a little it's, anything, Alice. It is not only it's not it's a little <laughs>
5: anything. We're watching a an orgy, is what we're watching here. We shouldn't be listening to this. This is X-rated material. This should get flagged <laughs> on YouTube. I have never. This is incredible. Just the way she casts her stare for a moment. Oh, ha 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 Well, also, it just let's do it all again tomorrow. Oh my gosh, he ended just like that. They used to say that in the West Wing when they were super competent. My God. Hi, everyone. Happy Thursday. It's also this is not not the relationship. You think it's (laughs) not, Alice? No, you don't <laughs> think that these this is pure gold that she's <laughs> yeah uh, I don't
2: think that's self-deprecating wildly really laughing bad these are these and... are
5: children I can't believe I was sh- sh- floored when I was an adult male having to announce that it was cupcake day at a radio station and adults would come over from their cubes and I could hear the doors opening from all four corners of the hallways <laughs> running over oh my god it's cupcake day what what flavors do you have oh which one's good oh my god oh, they're they're red sox cupcakes that's great now, these people, this is Romper Room. Oh, my God, she's so funny.
2: Isn't she so... Yeah, not only is she the most honest woman in the entire world, she's also just so funny, and she makes us cookies and sings us songs. Re- they just are craving um, parental figures. They don't yes. have any, this like, is, structure or right. love in their lives, so they need, like, a I parent have, to look after right. them and run these I activities. dealt
5: with, uh, seven, eight years back, with millennials who were right out of college who were working uh, with me. And I remember if ever I said anything stern, I would get the look of hate and then upset. And then a thousand little angry texts from underlings when I used to have this. And then uh, my friend said it. No, you have to understand. You have to give them a guidance sandwich. You have to say something really nice, then put your... Helpful critique in there, and then something nice again, or else they'll they'll absolutely writhe and they'll be hurt and abused, and that's what you have to do. And it's, it's like crazy. These are these children. She should not. The fact that she goes out there and knows she's going to kill like a comedian. That they're that fawning. That she knows she already has them? Do you think they talk
2: about the team, the communications team talks about the lines that they're going to use before she goes out there? Do you think they spend time on that?
5: Um, I don't think they have to spend any time whatsoever. That's it. I think that she sends cute, friendly texts with with emojis to some of the press pool and they share it amongst each other as they wait there. Oh my God, look, look, she sent me a bunny. They knew it was my birthday. Steve, they know. Um, I don't think so. Th- this is. You, the press secretary should be ready for a Thunderdome when they get out there. Because these people should be asking questions that will break news, asking questions that will yield an answer from her that's either transparently false, unsatisfactory, or in a very rare occasion. Um, uh, Helpful. Uh, or, or, yeah, or, or in a rare occasion truthful which of course would go against the um the actual agenda of the administration and that's for any press secretary so i mean the, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be a pugilist if you're a good reporter you ask the question if you can set her up with the initial question then come in with a follow-up and bang knock her off balance try to get something out of her because she's ready she is ready to shoot down every question the, the, but the fact she they she is so comfortable, so comfortable with this group, that she knows she comes wafting in there, happy, self assured, self confident. She's a little bit older than most of them. She knows that she owns them, and she can feel the energy in the room. She knows that they're subservient. It really it's a teacher with little students, <laughs> and they're happy to see Misaki, and she's going to say nice things to them today. They got to do a sing along with with her. Which, and they sang with her. My God, when I worked at the Herald, the old guard of people, Jules Crittenden, if he heard that I was singing with a <laughs> press secretary, else he would have, in front of the newsroom, sawed my head off and drank the blood out of my skull. And rightfully so. You're not allowed to do that. This is <laughs> crazy, incestual stuff. This is absolutely nuts. This is not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it doesn't no, have to the be the press the going government. against Kaylee McEnany, you know, uh, you know, asking her how she feels about Trump killing more people with his self homemade COVID than died in the Civil War. It doesn't have to be sh- uh, just shots at the person, but you're supposed to have a back and forth. You're supposed to ask a question, and when you get an unsatisfactory answer, ask a clever follow up, box the person in. That's not going to happen now. They're singing together. <laughs> this is crazy. God, I you know what I'm going to do for a future show is I'm going to get some uh, audio of Chris Wallace when he was when he was a press um, when he was in the White House press corps uh, with Ronald Reagan in there. He was vicious. He was fair, but he was a a cyborg in there asking questions mm-hmm. of Reagan. Reagan was could Bob and weave was a good on his feet, but Wallace was asking Wallace. Uh, Sam uh, Donaldson, I mean, these and these were all good liberals, but they were at least, they had pride in being good reporters. I they mean, wanted even, to come back to the station with a scalp.
2: Yeah, even like the reporters that obviously loved Obama in the Obama years didn't behave like this. They didn't uh, ooh and ah over like getting cookies. I,
5: there were some, I mean, there were some times when the Obama, when he would, well, let me put it this way. When the man himself would come to the
2: oh room, well, that's yeah. Then but,
5: there was but for his um, press multiple orgasms. They asked happening.
2: questions and stuff. Like but there
5: was a, there were a few. It was Jonathan Carl, Jake Tapper, Ed Henry, and Major Garrett. Those four would ask questions of Obama's press secretaries and demand answers. Generally, they were good. They have all since gone sideways. Most of them, anyway.
2: But it's like, but I feel like Trump. Hurt them, so now they're like emotionally damaged, and they need this kind of
5: well. The like old crew, the Trump crew, the crew of um mostly has been moved on. Like Acosta is mm-hmm. no longer there. You know, but these
2: people were existed during Trump. Oh, definitely. So they're like now oh, definitely so Tr- emotionally damaged that they need this kind of support and love from yes. the Yes, When they
5: accused Trump of being a murderer, when they accused Trump of coddling and being like uh, of one mind with the KKK he would turn around and smite somebody like Yamiche Alcindor or these other softy idiots. And absolutely, he would bang their heads. And he should. That's good. Absolutely. And same same with Kaylee McEnany. Then they wouldn't take it. It, 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 These are absolute. This is horrific. If you're somebody who cares about the freedom of the press,
4: Mm mm-hmm,
5: and the, the – uh, is it the fifth column? Is that the press is or the fourth column? Whatever it is. A- anyway, the the importance and necessity of the institution, mm-hmm. you don't complain and say, Trump's creating a, a an atmosphere of, of danger for the press by yelling at them and calling them the dishonest media and then saying, see the dishonest media back there, whatever. You don't. They they kvetched when Trump did that, saying, "Oh my God, it's an attack on the First Amendment. It's attack on the First Amendment. It's attack on the First and freedom of the press, etc." No, what you're seeing here is an attack on the First Amendment. Yeah, this absolutely right here. When you're seeing the press lay down its arms. Yeah,
2: Kim Jong doesn't walk around saying that it's the lying media he loves the media because the media says exactly what he wants all the time that's um he doesn't have an antagonistic relationship with the press but that's obviously what they want you mm-hmm. know that's not the danger to the media is when the dictators like oh they're such jerks i hate them the problem Absolutely. with the media is when they work for the regime
5: yes and that's what these guys do <clears throat> And during the Trump era, they called Fox state media. Yeah. Well, that was one station. Okay,
2: (laughs) And there were plenty of people who are critical of Trump on Fox, too. Yes. It was not a unified response the way it is with this media where like there's literally nobody on most of these channels who ever says an. Anything negative about the Biden administration? No. Or if you are all game. Is
4: this a good day to
5: ask
2: for an interview? With the <laughs> it may be. It may be.
5: Who's with splash? me? Someone here has a good voice. Wow. It's you know what? I remember all the deep, sir. This is not a laughing matter. Remember, it was tone deaf last year. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. There's no tone deaf. Nope. Who has a good voice? Oh, I. do Let me volunteer. No, let me volunteer. Birthday, birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday to
2: you. Happy birthday, dear
5: C These are adults from 25 to 75 years old. They're singing happy birthday like these kids do, who are three and seven. It actually
2: does remind me. I was thinking that during the clip, how... uh, their reaction reminds me of like when I tell the, when I told the kids earlier that there's like tacos for dinner or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. yay, tacos. Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the same reaction.
5: Happy Thursday. Woo. Oh, my goodness. That was directed at me. Happy birthday to you. They even do a long, drawn-out finish. Yeah. So comfortable are they. I'm surprised. By the end of this uh, administration, they will learn to harmonize the whole thing.
4: All right.
2: I will also note, oh, Brian right. Karam, excellent voice. I don't know what you do with that, but that's that's one thing I learned today. Okay.
5: Thank you so much, man. Brian Karam's the pig reporter from uh, Playboy, who, among other things, managed to almost get in a fist fight with Sebastian Gorka. During Trump, about that is that Biden having a little trouble today during his uh, talk on uh, L, uh, Afghanistan work
4: for the release of detained Americans, including uh, Mark, uh, uh, f- excuse me, f- 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 Ferrix. I-, I want to pronounce the name correctly. I miss I misspoke. And this, uh, starting this month, we're
5: going to begin to re- re- relocate. We're going to. Be- I will say one thing: that this actually does sound more like a stutter.
2: Yeah, it, a lot of this sounds more like a stutter than like his usual, but not all.
4: Again, relocation flights for Afghanistan SIV applicants. Uh, half have gotten on aircraft and come uh, c- commercial flights and come, and the other half believe they want to stay. We went for two
5: reasons. One, this is, by the way, these are four different cuts, so we am not trying yeah, to it's screw particular. them
4: on this. To bring osama bin laden to the gates of hell as i said at the time
5: <laughs> except at the time you didn't have 11 seconds of dead air when you said it yeah so it was i sexist- honestly
2: like i kind of feel bad it's very uncomfortable because i think like some of these he clearly knows that he doesn't sound good and yeah. he's like trying to pull the sentence together mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just it feels uncomfortable to me to watch it. To be honest with you, like, I'm
5: gonna take a bold stance. Oh no, go ahead, Alice. Go ahead.
2: Um, I I don't like that he's the president. Obviously, but this situation, like, how much longer can they drag this out? Who's pushing for this to continue no. like this?
5: No, this is something that Jerry Callahan says all the time. Jerry's uh, one of Jerry's, or maybe both of them had dementia, and he said it reminds him of it essentially. Uh, and speaking of that, Alice. You were with Jerry today. I actually I didn't grab any audio of it, which I can't believe. Of Alice, you were very uh, sweet. You were nervous. You said you were scared, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Which I understand. I understand. Before I became a hugely famous pro, I was I afraid know. too. But you were scared and did But dis- I held it together. You held it together. You, an- you brought some information to the table. You answered some questions. I didn't exactly hear the Iron Dome defense go up when he called me a fat load, Alice. I- <laughs> My goodness. Doesn't take much. A little <laughs> bit of the limelight. Throw the fat boy right under the bus.
2: I didn't know anybody. I did, know, Jerry, isn't he? <laughs> I did not Jesus. say that either. That's not true.
5: My God. He was
2: God. talking to Turtle Boy. I didn't want to interrupt.
5: Uh, what? No, no. It's, it's Yes, it's the it's Marcus of Queensbury rules when those two guys are talking, obviously, Alice. My goodness. Yeah, I wow. remember that. I remember that. But it, the show sounded good. Did a good job, Alice. Thank you. I'm pleased. So I couldn't. I, I was in this I was where where you are right now, mm-hmm. and I could hear you in the next room, but you weren't saying much. So I was like, either all the the thing's gone sideways and it's totally collapsed, and she's in there drinking herself to death, <laughs> or um, the other people are just talking a lot, um, or um, or things are going well and they're just doing their thing, and so it seems like it went well. I thought it was a, a good show. I think it was a it was a different twist in the show.
2: Was it different than usual? It seemed like a norm- I think it had more too.
5: order. Maybe just because you loaded him up with stuff. When we are, when I am, he always tries to keep order, and he's. And I think he's naturally good. I think that his guests, like uh, you know, I I bring stuff when I am with him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't like order. You
5: are. I don't like
2: chaos agent. Right.
5: I don't like order, and I, and, and Turtle Boy doesn't like order. He mm-hmm. he has the things here that he brings to the table that he wants to get in, so sometimes that blows Jerry's. Um, flight uh path but yeah
2: jerry off. had a plan of things that he wanted to get to in a way that he wanted to fit them together and like a narrative he yeah he got to, to fat load
5: got to that one check that one off unhindered by anybody <laughs>
2: oh he put that right at the beginning absolutely the
5: we should we should put a uh, tweet the thing all right um as far as psychotics in washington dc pretty much more of the same some of these people have not changed the tunes so why would they look
3: the simple answer answer to that question is we must eliminate funding for CPB ICE and their parent organization, DHS. Time after time, we have seen it as advocates on the ground, as human services agency on the ground to continue to see over and over again that these agencies are inept uh, to (laughs) humanely guiding migrants through our immigration system and further continue, instead they further continue to terrorize migrant communities located Terrorize migrants, so she
5: called them terrorists, that's right. They're inept. They're only following the laws, you morons wrote, Maisie Hirono. So, but-
2: are they terrorizing migrant communities in our communities, which is what she said, but is that referring to the like tent city camps that they have on the borders?
5: Yes, terrorizing migrants, yes. So,
2: because those people came here on purpose right mm-hmm. can't they just i mean they can go back right no
5: they have to stay here and be terrorized oh well because so- that's but it's not biden doing it it's his rogue um dhs in ice yeah
2: way, did can- we um i forget did we talk about already on this show that covid is going crazy yeah, at the border? Yesterday. okay yeah i thought we did too um
5: but i do have something for you uh, back to afghanistan i don't like our withdrawal from afghanistan I don't like the total withdrawal. I think we should have a a small number, the thousand or so we had at Bagram in Afghanistan. I think we needed it as a strike force. I think we needed a presence in the area. I uh, I think that...
2: I kind of... Thought that, and then I saw like the president, whoever i was, on TV saying that we behaved very badly there and we weren't welcome back. And I just felt like, well, then screw them.
5: Who cares? What is the president there? don't are any of those warlords, presidents, villagers? Who cares about those people?
2: Oh well, we don't even want them here. Like, okay, fine then. Why are we dying to try and build their country into something that they're like not that they're not ready and don't want to be?
5: Well, I I, we, we we. Start on these, um, you know, a little experiments into democratization of these places and liberation these places, teaching little girls to read things and all that I other mean, stuff. I mean, that's good. I like... I like, but we've given some people a taste of freedom from the Taliban. And I don't like the idea that, you know, when you make a deal with the U.S., usually you get screwed. And now the Taliban's is going to overrun everything and massacre people in the streets. And we're like, oh, we're, we're done. It's fine. Like, yeah, don't...
2: I mean, I... I it's dishonorable it. It, it is dishonorable, dishonorable. After, it was dishonorable after, after, after vietnam when we left people too i i get it but i i like uh it's it's
5: complicated and hard. are a bunch of dickheads i don't like them i think they're bad
2: i think they're bad too but like why don't we just wipe them out then and leave
5: well i mean we did a pretty good job for the first couple of years there but, I, but mean, I think some we,
2: people there like them. So, like, what do you do when into, a country doesn't want what you're selling?
5: They're, they're essentially almost a client state of Pakistan right now. There's a lot of money going into the Taliban in there. They're, uh, I mean, what are we going to wait for the new Al-Qaeda camps to open up and wait till to start flying planes at us again? No, I think you... We see the problem. The problem was uh, rogue Al Qaeda morons over there who uh, had free reign, and I think that just like we stick around because well, there's a ceasefire in 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 Korea, but you stick around in Korea, stick around in Germany because the Germans start uh, getting restless, and the world pays for it. And you know, and we should have a presence in these places. Yeah,
2: but Germany had previously had a modern country prior to world war ii
5: yeah but i'm not saying that we should build the country of afghanistan
2: but the only way it's going to be stable is if we do that like a ton when people talk about like how much military spending we do a ton of that is like us building roads and stuff in afghanistan like we're trying to it's Like, Kamala, what Kamala wants to do in Guatemala, like, make a country that people don't want to leave. Like, that's what we're trying to do in Afghanistan is, like, build a country that doesn't make people want to be terrorists. And I just, like, I just don't know that we can. I don't know how much money and American blood we can pour into the project. Uh, Like, I think we should offer the translators and stuff a way to come to the U.S. (laughs) But, like, I, I don't know how we can maintain like like i say germany's different germany had a modern country prior to us going in afghanistan you say you like don't this. know how we
5: can maintain well we maintained last year we maintained this the year before we maintained the year before that we've been maintaining for a bunch of years but well, that's how we maintain
2: yeah by pouring huge amounts of money and life mm-hmm. into the country just to like keep it from falling totally apart at the seams where they're like killing little kids again i just don't like they don't want to be a modern democracy
5: I'm not saying that we got to make a modern democracy. I think you need a foothold where there is going to be a beehive of terrorism.
2: I mean, I and think if we it can are be a force doing that, that stops
5: the mass killing of people, uh, from where? From Guam? I-, I don't know. I don't think we're in the area. If we're not there, we're not in the area. I don't think. Uh, okay, so you want to cut run like your new boss? No, Jerry I want to
2: drone stuff, and I want to. I just. I'm. I'm done subsidizing infrastructure projects in countries that hate us. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm done with it.
5: Okay. All right. Um, Okay. So, let's see now. Where should we go? Where should we go? Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about um, foreign surveillance of of terrorists, let's talk about domestic surveillance using a foreign
0: surveillance um, apparatus. The NSA going after Tucker Carlson. Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help get us an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I told nobody I was doing this other than my executive producer, Justin Wells. I wasn't embarrassed about trying to interview Putin. He's obviously newsworthy. I'm an American citizen. I can interview anyone I want, and I plan to. But still, in this case, I decided to keep it quiet. I figured that any kind of publicity would rattle the Russians and make the interview less likely to happen. But the Biden administration found out anyway by reading my emails. I learned from a whistleblower that the NSA planned to leak the contents of those emails to media outlets. Why would they do that? Well, the point, of course, was to paint me as a disloyal American, a Russian operative, been called that before, a stooge of the Kremlin, a traitor doing the bidding of a foreign adversary. And Of course, I'm the, hardly the only person who's been accused of those things. All right, Ali G, what's your take
2: Um, Well, obviously, this did happen. Like, they absolutely were surveilling people. And the issue isn't so much that they would incidentally see an American citizen's emails or texts or whatever while they're surveilling foreign nationals. I mean, that's going to happen. The issue is that um, they then decide... When it's somebody they don't like To unmask the name and leak it to the media So and because If that's a thing that they do Which clearly it is because it's not the first time That they've done it including like with Trump Um, If that's a thing that they do, then they can't have this power to surveil Mm -hmm. anymore like this. They just can't. They can't be trusted with it. And it needs to go away, which is too bad for our, like, intelligence capabilities internationally. But, like, if they can't handle the responsibility, then they can't handle the responsibility. And I think that this reflects this, like, sickness in D.C. where these like career bureaucrat people think that they're quote unquote apolitical and that they can just get away with anything. They just mm-hmm. honestly think that anything they do is good by definition because they're doing it because they're the good guys. And it like warps their entire moral perspective They're I mean, they can't, we have to clean house. I mean, like drain the swamp, as we say, right. Mm-hmm. That this is an untenable situation and it's, frustrating to me that trump wasn't able to do more because this is the executive branch this is something he had total power over it's frustrating that trump wasn't able to do more about this and did
5: he have total power over (laughs) considering alice (laughs) while they were briefing him they were investigating him
2: i mean yeah no they used conversations
5: with the president as investigations they all sat with him gave him an intel briefing then all met in a truck and exchanged notes on what he said God, there should be a but 500 had, people in prison right, right now. But
2: he had the capability to, like, fire those people. Obviously, he got in trouble for it then, like, when he did it to Comey and everybody, it you know, it's it's an issue. But, you know, part of the problem of the way he did it with Comey was, like, what he said about it when he did it, right? Like, and, and that's one of the flaws of Trump. You know, whatever the good things about him, he runs his mouth a lot. Like, that's just one of his things. And... You know, I think it screwed him up as president a little bit and as in it made it harder for him to do some of these things that he wanted to do. And I oh, I don't know if there would be somebody. Like, I don't know if a DeSantis is an iconoclast enough to start like dismantling intelligence agencies. You know, and even that was Rashida Tlaib who said we should get rid of um homeland security too. Like, I'm not married to having a Department of Homeland Security necessarily. Like, we didn't when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. That only started 20 years ago. So, we don't necessarily need it. We do need a functional uh, way to stop people from walking into the country, so we need something there. But, you know, like, that goes for all these departments and agencies. They suck up a huge amount of the federal government's resources. They are totally unaccountable, all these people. And they're not... They're... They're they're determining what our laws are. We haven't nobody voted for them. Mm -hmm. We but the way the system is set up, they're empowered to be like this hugely powerful fourth branch of government. All these agencies, top to bottom, from like the Department of Education to everything else, and like they they should all be stripped and dismantled and taken down. And they've got
5: really almost unlimited budgets in the name of national security. They've got unlimited budgets. They've got flexible. Uh, rights and um, and, um, and purviews, depending, you know, this this whole thing with the FISA BS, getting to unmask somebody domestically, mm-hmm. what a fraudulent scam that is. What a scam. And not only that, Tucker heard, heard about it last week or whatever, told people that they were going to leak stuff to the press, and then they leaked stuff to the press. Yeah. They did it right in broad daylight, even though he said it was coming. And now... He's calling them out and they're issuing denials, which are not denials. They're in yeah. a public game with this guy.
2: And meanwhile, all the very honest media, they all immediately pivoted from absolutely not. That's ridiculous. The NSA surveils foreign targets. Tucker's not a target. They said he's not a target. There's no way. Okay, conspiracy theorists. Oh, like, good luck with that. Not even Fox is reporting on it. They pivoted immediately from that to, well, he was talking to foreign nationals. That's not illegal. What do you expect? Obviously. Which, as I pointed out, like the issue isn't that they, you know, accidentally got some of his emails as they're looking at foreign people, but the issue is that they then were like, oh, these are Tucker Carlson's. These go straight to the media. They
5: unmasked them and then sent them along. Yes. That's
2: like absolutely. Unacceptable and the fact it's that tyrannical. the left is so blind to the to the fact of how unacceptable it is simply because like it's happening to someone they don't like. And I mean, I was thinking about this today because we there was that article a few weeks ago about how you know Tucker is like a source for all these journalists. He mm-hmm. like talks to a lot of people. He is very well connected. He's been around mm-hmm. like D C swamp types his entire life. Like the only reason we know about this is because he's so connected that somebody knew and told him about it.
5: Yes. And by the way, I have a theory on that. Mm-hmm. He said that there's a whistleblower at the NSA. My theory is this. Okay. That the whistleblower is not at the NSA. The whistleblower is actually much higher, um, is has a much higher position. Hmm. And that... He's just saying that to direct fire and chaos at the NSA, so they start asking each other questions. Yeah, I think it's. Well, I don't know
2: who leaked it to him. It could even have been like the media reporters that got this story or whatever, too, because he talks to people in media too. But it it could have been somebody in government as well. Who knows? But if this happens, somebody. I think
5: it's a Republican Mm -hmm. committee senior member of a committee. Okay. Probably
2: oh i don't know but i mean if this happened to somebody who was less well connected i mean they could have all kinds of things on all kinds of people and just unmask them if they want to damage somebody you know and and leak it and like we even saw this happening with the matt gates story right he was being extorted blackmailed over some supposed investigation which has never been confirmed into something that he supposedly did he has this associate guy who's a involved in all kinds of shady stuff, but there's no... Everybody, like, confidently says Matt Gates is a child molester now, even though we haven't seen any evidence of that. Right. There's no investigation. Nothing's been confirmed. Nobody's saying anything, but they can just... Because they have access to all this information about all these people and they are free to leak it to the press when they want if they don't like someone, and I don't even like Matt Gates. I don't care, but... I, but they're free to, like, damage people with absolutely no repercussion whatsoever. Like, they're they're absolutely untrustworthy. And somebody needs to go in there and just, like, fire all of them. They're all terrible.
5: Uh, Agreed. So, you know, there's... Oh, but
2: today, they did, in fact. Um, this is why the left lets them get away with this stupid stuff. Because they put out their diversity report on how they're doing... Uh, it's their annual demographic report on how they're doing with uh, diversity and inclusion.
5: This is the DNI.
2: Um, yes, this is the Office of the Director DNI. Director of National Intelligence. Right. Uh, so
5: this is James it, Clapper, but This is I the
2: Intelligence Community's oh. Fiscal Year 2020 right. Annual Demographic Report. And then on the cover of the report... They put this stock photo that's like you can find it on Shutterstock. It's like diverse office staff. And like, then so, but it was not diverse enough because then they photographed. You can't make this up. I thought this was a spoof at first. And then I looked and I'm like, nope, this is really the office of the DNI actually tweeted this out. There's a girl in a wheelchair badly photoshopped in front of it. And then there's a blind guy in a suit with a seeing-eye dog photoshopped. <laughs> and they're, like, in totally different lighting and, like, not the same size as the rest of the people. And they're just photo- stuck on there on the front. It's the most ridiculous thing Did I've ever seen. Did you tweet it from the
5: burn barrel? We should have. I tweeted
2: out. it from me, but I can retweet okay. it with the burn barrel. But
5: It is ridiculous. My God. I'm, God, we're inept and pathetic.
2: So they managed to find time to do that, even though they can't keep the information secure at all i mean this was the problem they lost a supreme court case in california this one about the freedom of speech stuff because the whole thing was that they wanted donor lists for private charities and one of the points that the court ruled on was that one of the reasons why people have the right to keep their donor list private is because the government there including under kamala harris has shown that they're absolutely incapable of running a competent enough information Um, information technology operation to keep people's information safe. And they were hacked a bunch of times and leaked stuff a bunch of times. They just can't be trusted with anything. None of them.
5: All right, Uh. I'm going to go to my man, um, uh, Cuomo. This is just such a money shot. This is wonderful. This guy's incredible. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. Treat it
4: like a public health issue. We know how to deal with an epidemic. What we want to say is we want to deal with gun violence... What
5: we just did with COVID. That's what we want. That's right. Somebody in his staff must have said, are we sure we want to (laughs) use this line just like that? Are you sure, considering uh, the attorney general is uh, rifling through our documents right now, wondering why we cooked the numbers in nursing homes? But yeah, no, this guy's got, he is like, he is um, Capone level megalomaniac lost his mind psychotic I think part leader. of this
2: must be a troll like he must be saying like if i just keep acting like i did the best job yeah. on covid then like nobody can deny it. i'm not gonna admit wrong you're right
5: hey it's working for Fauci. but there you go uh so so this alice uh, this is something i want to get to and this is really how vicious and dirty things are getting remember like uh 12 years ago whatever it was when the tea party stuff was happening Remember the Tea Party stuff was it was people who weren't who weren't um, who didn't know how to protest. You know, we Mm -hmm. went to a couple. I went to a couple um, with a radio station, and you know the the fear the fear was that we were spending way too much, and we're going to have socialized medicine, and that that you know that was unhindered. You couldn't trust. You had Barack Obama who came off like a socialist, and Nancy Pelosi who was absolutely a, a leftist radical. And Harry Reid, and they had everything for themselves, and they were going to give away the store and these giveaways, big giveaways to Solyndra, this and that. It was just going in a bad place. So you're saying, rain it the hell in, damn second. We want accountability for our government again. And of course, so people, conservatives who don't know how to protest, don't know any of the chants, don't know how to bring drums or anything to the thing don't have great posters or whatever all clumsily some people grasp just like tea party people all clumsily got together and had rallies and they were feel good rallies people brought brought families and this and that and it was especially at the beginning, very positive events. Mm-hmm. And you read a newspaper, and it's all racist, 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 racist. state to the street, racist language. racist. Mm-hmm. It's because of the black president. They're racist. They're racist. No had buildings
2: people, got burned down. No windows were broken. You had, people, no you, you you had broken. people
5: from CNN at that point shouting at protesters, saying, "What are you doing? He's not. This is this is not this. is the same health care plan that the Cato Institute likes, or whatever it was." And yeah, it's Romney Care. Yeah, people yelling and whatever in the media, and it was ridiculous because you you've got these. Just nice, normal Americans taking a little bit of time out, cleaning up off of themselves, getting permits, and being beat on. John Stewart has a counter rally because we're not going to be like the, the uh, racists over there who hate Obama. The whole thing, it just got ugly quickly, and it was, like, disgraceful. And remember the teabaggers? NPR did things on teabaggers. Obama said teabag, and, you know, you got people like, wave, waving teabags around, blah, blah, arrogant, looking down on people. But these people weren't being unreasonable. They had, you know, but how dare you? If you, the moment you looked down, th- these are like, it was a class thing, too. Oh, my God. These trashy tea party people. So that was terrible yeah, what tea happened. Yeah,
2: Teabagger was the original maggot. <clears throat>
5: right. So here's uh, today, or no, uh, uh, a couple days ago, whatever, at a school board meeting in, in uh, Michigan. This guy named Ian Rice got up and spoke. He is a black guy and he has an issue with the critical race theory. Now, we're seeing a bunch of these videos come up of people in school boards, whether it's Loudoun County, Virginia, or w- wherever it is. And p- parents have had enough. A lot of them yell and scream and say, How dare you? And a lot of them are very art- art- articulate themselves wonderfully. And that's what Ian Rice does. But you're seeing more and more of this kind of stuff. This is Ian Rice. Hey,
1: my name's Ian Rice. I've got two children here in the Caledonia School District.
5: Um, It's very apparent here by all of the
1: parents that have spoken that this board and the school district is failing. Mm -hmm. Um, More importantly, uh, I came here to talk about critical race theory. This theory was never meant to be brought into grade schools, high schools at all. It's actually taught in the collegiate atmosphere and more importantly, the legal portion of the collegiate atmosphere to see different laws through the lens of race from an ethics and, 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 and an ethical standpoint, right? Not for grade schools and high schoolers. The problem with bringing it to high school and grade school level is that we don't have the educators to properly teach these kids. Instead, they're using it as their own agenda to indoctrinate the kids to hate each other. And whether you believe that to be true or not, the reality is that's what's happening. Critical race theory is teaching that white people are bad. That's not true that would teach my daughter that her mother is evil. Hmm. You already have an educator within your staff that has pulled my daughter aside and said, well, you're a minority, so you know better than to engage in certain things. wow <gasps> wow, wow. When I was brought to the school's attention, nothing happened to the educator. Instead, my daughter was brought in, and she was ridiculed.
4: <sighs>
1: so my question is now, with critical race theory being brought in, what is your criteria to educate the educators? And who are you to educate my children, or any of our children, in life issues? That's
5: right. There's a good way to put it, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not your job to teach me kid about life issues. Yeah. Teach the arithmetic stuff, the stuff in the book.
1: That's our job.
3: Yeah. Yes. Your job
1: is to teach them math and science. Yes. Our job is to teach them about life. I believe racial issues and tensions across the U.S. are nowhere near what they used to be decades ago. Do we have a long way to go? Sure. Do we still have individuals out there that need to be taught? Absolutely. But I believe the people here don't look at me as a black man. They look at me as a man standing in front of you addressing an issue that we all are very passionate about.
5: So there you go. It's a great talk mm-hmm. about a guy, uh, from this guy. Now, also, a listener of ours named Cliff, Cliff sent me, a, I played this today on WTIC, Cliff sent me a text during it, a message, saying, as you know, my wife is black and I'm white and we have a beautiful biracial daughter. Under no circumstances will we allow anyone to teach our daughter this CRT nonsense. We'll send her to a private school that does not teach this garbage or maybe even homeschool her before we would allow her to be taught that daddy is inherently evil and that America has set her up to fail because of our ethnic background. Background here, here, God bless you, Cliff, and your daughter, and your wife, that is right on. What this guy, Ian Rice, was saying is right on. It was well said and perfect. So these are concerned citizens getting out there and making time. uh, Most of these people uh, certainly have jobs, but making time to get their voices heard. And now what we're hearing about them but we're hearing about them from the vile media and from vile leftists and from other people, your neighbors who you thought were nice people, but can't stand that you're doing this because somehow, somehow this means that Trump wins. We're hearing vile things. Listen to Joy Reid cover this today on MSNBC, this movement.
3: We begin the readout tonight with the insidious underbelly of the GQP culture war. Right now, in this summer before the next round of elections, Democrats across the country are preparing to run as they would normally run. But whether they realize it or not, they are running headlong into a cultural wood chipper because Republicans aren't running an election. They're waging an all out war for power that increasingly is based on and steeped in the Trump cult and even white nationalism. And no matter how reckless and dangerous that is, they're doing it. Believing it will move white voters. So this
5: sounds terrible, sounds bad. Where is this happening? Where are these white supremacists and Trump
3: cultists who GQP. want to wage yes, who want to wage a war? Look no further than the ongoing hysteria over race conscious education, what they are shamelessly and falsely misrepresenting as critical race theory. Radicalized parent activists across the country are targeting school boards. Like Ian Rice,
5: who you just heard. Like Cliff, who just uh, talked to us, with behind-the-scenes help
3: from conservative groups. So the goal—just
5: now- like remember the Tea Party? No, mm-hmm. it's astroturf. There's something else going. It's uh, whatever Sheldon Adelson is paying for it. The Koch brothers are paying for it. Now is
3: to terrify those white voters into voting for a party that is offering nothing on policy, zip, zero, nothing, by zeroing in on the amygdala of white suburbanites and scaring the hell out of them. What does amygdala mean? Amygdala is like
2: your lizard brain
5: id party. Oh my brain. God, really? That's like
2: your dumb, like your fear response
5: Oh stupid. my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great.
2: You're like instinctive.
5: <laughs> like they're zooming great. in on
2: your amygdala. They're making you afraid and you're just lashing out angrily.
5: I love, by the way, because Republicans have no message to campaign on. They're going for the amygdala. It's like, yeah, they do have a message. It's just called... We're not defunding the police. That's all the message that they're going to need.
3: Black Americans are conspiring to pollute their precious children's minds with dangerous knowledge and then turn them into woke future Democrats, followers of QAnon, who are now using the battle cry to similarly target school boards, mm-hmm. with That's many who have espoused QAnon's theories now melding their own conspiracies with the lies about critical race right. theory. That guy Shit. who was
5: just, who was just uh, thoughtfully pleading his case... He's, all, he's going doing something about amygdala with QAnon. That's what he's doing because he's a white supremacist. racist. That's it. This is
2: as crazy as Olbermann, and she still has a show. Yeah. And they can't fire her probably because, you know.
5: No. So she brings on NBC reporter Ben Collins, who's an actual reporter for NBC. Let's hear his take. What we've seen recently is QAnon
1: followers as well going to these meetings, seeing this big public spectacle. Some of these things are on YouTube. So they can go up there and give these big speeches about the cabal or something. And they can say, hey, we need to rile people up. We need to get people uh, ready to take over these school boards over the next year. Take
2: them over. They're not going to like right. take it over with an armed hostage situation. They're going to have an election and some right. of them will probably run and some of them will probably win because – you guys are so out of touch with what people actually want to be going on in their schools.
5: But, and you don't like the wording of that? Take it over as if those are our school boards. <laughs> you can't have them. Why are you taking it over? By the way, why are you going out and expressing yourself at these meetings and then running for office? That's very un-American. I don't know why you do that. Mm. It's But how dirty is that, that they're doing that about these people? Wait, okay, so he's a black person going arguing to the school board that he doesn't want to cure critical race theory oh well q that's what he is he said crazy and on i mean how sick is this That you have to just call ordinary citizens who get it get involved for the first time any of them and you have to try to debase them you know to, to just call them uh you know just slander them whatever it takes destroy his reputation now now joy Reid out destroying the reputation destroy the reputation destroy the reputation I mean, these are good Americans going out there and talking about this. A lot of them aren't necessarily Republicans. They're just like, why are you making separating the white kids in the class from the black kids?
2: To be honest, probably a lot of them are the voters who voted for Trump and then switched to Biden yes. in 2020. Because that was a large shift that was in the suburbs. And, you know, they're, those voters have been the swing voters in these last elections. You can like it or not like it as you want to, but that's... Um, That's very dangerous for the Democrats going into twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four if they get out of touch with that group of people. But it doesn't
5: take much. It doesn't take much, you know. Because it's like
2: they already they made a trade, right? They made a bargain, essentially, where they said we're gonna lose more of our minority voters, more of our lower class base, more of, you know, like regular Joe blue collar workers of all races, and we're gonna pick up more of the suburban people who have more in common with these like elite coastal values right who want like decency and respect back and people to be nice and stuff but if they lose those new voters that they got without gaining back any of the minority voters which it doesn't seem like they have any plans to do Mm Uh, although maybe that's why they're switching on defund the police, is they're like, wait, 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 maybe we should try and get our other voters we, we back. We meant fund them. <laughs> the Republicans, she's still been doing this, Saki has. The Republicans <laughs> a, yes. are the ones who, they ran on defunding the police, and they voted to defund the police, and Biden ran on strong law enforcement. That's true, that's what happened.
5: Yeah, That uh, the Washington Post, unfortunately, Pinocchio that.
3: The right-wing freak-out machine! Oh, the black people are coming to get you!
5: That's Joy Reid. How she went out to commercial, worth a try, oh, Joyce. God. Considering your viewership is down to about four hundred thousand people, and, <laughs> and most
2: of them are through. We're the burn about barrel. to
5: pass each other like ships in the night. Uh, the Burn Barrel podcast and Joy Reid, as far as uh, listeners and viewers go. Uh,
2: well, I'm all set. I think that's it.
5: You don't have stuff. Was all I right,
2: supposed to have more stuff. No,
5: no, no. But you had the. You looked down when I gave you the high sign. You look. You looked down as if you had stuff. That's uh. okay another great week everybody thanks so much i'll be friday on morning on wtic hopefully i'll be returning someday to the jerry callahan podcast i don't you know can work the time. i don't know i have to go through the producer i, I don't know is <laughs> I there an email the i should use alice to. at jerry you let me know you let me know when the load can go, come back on okay <laughs> the fat load will be waiting for you my goodness doesn't take much to show your true colors alice poor 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 tommy shattuck
2: Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, and uh, Jerry Callahan listeners and Burn Barrel listeners and everyone. You're all great. (laughs) Keep
5: those people out of this. My God, you're already a double agent.
2: You don't want them to come listen to our podcast? You are such a double agent. Some people might have heard me today and tuned in today for the first time to the Burn Barrel, and you're yelling at them. Why don't you try being nice to people?
5: My goodness. No. Everybody leave. (laughs)
2: Thank you so much, everybody who listens to the Burn Barrel Podcast. We love you all. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us on... Turn that echo off. What no, are you doing? You get echo because you're... you're my a... producer now.
5: <laughs> For being a traitor, you get echo.
2: Anyway, com. all the socials. Follow us. Check it out. Love you. Love you. Love you. C'est la vie.